You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. Come, come get some. Where I live. IGN Gamescoop. No, that's the, the, like, it's like the weakest Weird Al song ever. <laughs> Changing an O to an I. No, there have been some pretty weak uh, Weird Al. The night Al, Santa went crazy songs. is like a gem. That, yeah, I think it, I think it went great. platinum. Double platinum. I think his laziest is probably eat it. Because he, he just removed a letter. But he has so many food, food songs. There's lasagna. Yeah. That's true. There is lasagna. <laughs> My favorite ever was probably the Yoda one. Um, it's Yoda. Yeah, yeah. I, I had, just called Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. I had that on tape. Yo, 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 yo. Oh yeah, I, I had, had it on tape. vinyl. It on vinyl. Oh yeah. Done in Texas. Wow. Was a big vinyl guy. I saw Weird Al live at a radio show in Texas. It was amazing. And at a radio I was like, show? I was like, well, like a, the radio station put on a big concert with a bunch of artists. Okay. Um, in a parking lot at the Dallas Music Center, whatever the fuck, or Smirnoff Center, I think it is. And um, should we be recording? We are recording. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, and it was he incredible. Does a slide. You gotta, you gotta learn quick. How David rules. <laughs> it was incredible because he did all the parodies, and I was like 11, and I was freaking out. So I, was so, I was so into it, singing along. Man, what a good concert! <laughs> How about that Amish Paradise? That was a that good was another great. That was that was his really biggest, good. I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably. I had a really awkward moment in like fifth grade where they had some. I think it might have been like fifth grade graduation, and we, um, uh, I sang Amish Paradise, like on. It was like this karaoke sort of deal, but then that's when you, you realize like halfway through that I actually don't know the words like you think you know the words yeah, but really yeah, yeah, you yeah, only totally, know totally. you know Amish Our, Paradise and that's the only part of the song you know my elementary school wasn't allowed to play it because I was in Pennsylvania I grew up in Pittsburgh and there were like there was like an Amish kid somewhere in the school and they like made some announcement that like kids couldn't talk about it oh good fun you can't talk about the song yeah we weren't allowed to like it, it's a mess what a mess we had, elementary what school. a mess we had this we had this wheel girl girl in our elementary school that yeah. would a she, wheel girl weird <laughs> weird girl okay. that would she would always wear dresses and then whenever there was like <laughs> so what a cycle <laughs> <laughs> but then whenever there would be like uh birthday parties or other celebrations or anything she would get pulled out of school by her parents oh why I don't know. She was Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. I think she was Jehovah's Witness and wouldn't celebrate like any of the like. Well, Christmas program's not that weird, but like just any time, you know, any holiday or anything, anything else. She I don't come off that weird. weird. Yeah, she I wears mean, dresses and thing. she's a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> I mean, it's your. I guess if you're a kid, sure. I guess as a kid, you don't know anything. Yeah. Right. You're stupid yeah. as hell. Well, she was also weird. Like, oh, she was, she was just weird. See, yeah. that's, that's, well, see, you I'm haven't sh- given us an exactly. example of her being I'm really weird. I'm trying to dig you out of the hole you're in, so go ahead. <laughs> give us some weird details about this girl. You offended so you don't all just, of our Jehovah's Witness know, listeners. Right? Just one weird detail. Let's just get past it. No, she smelled like milk or something? Yeah, sort of. Okay. Smelling like milk? That was something that went around, I don't remember. Yeah. Really? Kids who smell like milk. That's yeah. the thing you can catch? Yeah. That is the real cootie. Well, uh... What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I am your host, Damon Hatfield. With me this week is Greg Miller. Hey! Justin Davis is here, hey. as requested. 
Oh, that's and, right. I forgot about that. And Andrew Goldfarb is here. Did we, he requested it or some, a fan requested it? A fan requested it. Oh, wow, Justin. Okay. I'm, I'm not. Sorry. You're going to read his wife, look now. Did his wife request yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, that's right. I did. So a fan on Twitter requested I be on GameScoop. But then I looked at this guy's Twitter account and it's like a new-ish Twitter account. And like it doesn't have any followers. And oh. I'm like, people are going to think this is me making a puppet account. <laughs> was it I rape people or whatever? It was not I rape people. <laughs> Justin's, <laughs> Justin's 2000th follower was an account called I rape people that only follows <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. So you must have publicly said you were hoping you were anticipating your, your two thousand followers. Yeah. So somebody made that account. So I think someone trolled me. Yeah, yeah. It's so you good. were asking for it. Look how you dress. <laughs> your cat is a rape joke. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I don't get it. Well, oh, okay. We see like, a lot of jerks when they rape people. That's what they say on the trial, and it's like that's not a good defense. You're a rapist and a monster. Yeah, I, I got it. I Over, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Over explaining jokes with Miller. Yeah. They call me the sledgehammer. That's usually what Andrew does. Yeah, that, that is explaining jokes with Goldfarb coming to start in 2013. It's a show we've we've been <laughs> producing for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, Gamescoop is usually a fun, lighthearted show. Unfortunately, we have to talk about some uh, not fun uh, news this week. It's unfortunately the biggest news this week. We cannot be ignored. But 38 Studios yesterday laid off its entire staff. 38 Studios is, of course, the developer of Kingdoms of Amalur: Reckoning, which was released in February, which is great. Yeah, it got really good reviews and sold well for a, a new sure. uh, a new well, franchise. One point five million, something like that. One point two. One point two. Sorry, I made up that fact. Uh, but apparently, that was not good enough for uh, the studio. They laid off their entire staff yesterday, and yeah. of course, former game scooper Ryan Geddes uh, was among those laid off. So, uh, yeah. Greg and I were talking with him yesterday, and he's uh, you know he's bummed. Our thoughts obviously. and good vibes. Yeah, so thoughts, yeah, he's uh, bummed obviously, but uh, you know. He, he's a he's not a, a downer guy. Like he's a he, Grand Guess is a pretty optimistic guy. So. Yeah, he probably uh, put on some goofy looking sunglasses and listened to some crazy ass music. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> backwards talking baby, and then he's he's like, I'm, I'm gonna be all right. <laughs> and then he did his laugh, <laughs> spindly little fingers tapping together. Uh, I wish the listeners could see the laugh. We should make an animated gift. Didn't of... we do it once? I thought we did it at like a live show. Yeah, but you know. That's their own fault if you weren't at the live show. Exactly. <laughs> Do we know? So it was a. It was over three hundred people, right? Four hundred. Yeah. Four hundred. It's well, almost four hundred people. And yeah, and that's that's including Big Huge, though, right? Yes. Yeah. It was yeah. Big Huge Games was a studio that Thirty Eight acquired, and yeah. so everybody there is gone as well as Thirty Eight. Yeah. So the, Big Huge Games has done a lot of stuff over the they years. They were around before. Yeah. They, yeah. What were they working on now? Do we do we know? I don't remember. The, I assume Copernicus. I assume. No, no. That, that's what Thirty Eight was. Working that's Thirty Eight internally. It's all yeah. very confusing. This yeah. is all. This is the weirdest thing about it's this confusing. whole thing. So yeah. I remember when I, I interviewed Thirty Eight when they first started at Comic Con. Yeah. My first it's like year, two thousand seven. Yeah. I, I interviewed uh, R. A. Salvatore about starting this company with right. uh, Shilling. So five and years then, ago. Yeah. Then they and they were only talking about the MMO then, and then they brought on the Amalur piece. I'm sorry, they brought in big. They bought big huge, and they got right. really weird, really so quick. Me, and whatever. I can break it down for you. Please do. So 38 was founded by Kurt Schilling. He was a huge, oh. huge EverQuest player. Um, Boston and, Red Sox pitcher. Uh, was, I don't know. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. That, that is that's correct. the sport of baseball, correct? Yeah. And his okay. his, his bloody sock is in the Baseball Hall of Fame because he was bleeding during a game, but he kept pitching. And then they won, and so his bloody sock, they kept it. They didn't wash it. Anyway, sorry, continue. That's a fun fact. What a yeah. trooper. Yep. Um, so Schilling was a huge, huge MMO fan, retired, uh, decided to want, he wanted to start a video game studio, wanted to make an MMO himself. And so that's what 38 was working on. They created this whole universe with, like, thousands of years of backstory. Yeah. And then they bought, they acquired Big Huge Games, who was already working on, you know, a third-person action, you know, semi-open-world action game. And then they, they took that game and made it into an Amalur game. Like, it was going to be its own thing, but they changed, like, the world and the characters and stuff to fit into. So it would be in the same universe as this sure. MMO. I forget, because the, the MMO happens 2,000 years after. Before. before. after. Okay, okay. But I think it was... I, I, I think it was before. But anyway, so that's why like a They're lot of people, the same universe. A lot of people are yeah. like, oh, well, what was such a crystal clear plan? I can't imagine <laughs> why this game didn't take off. <laughs> so 38 did make Amalur, but like only kind of. Like really that was a project that was already like yeah. mostly yeah, 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 done yeah. and then it came in and they launched it. That's um, awesome. And so 38, the actual internal studio had been working on, you know, this game that's Copernicus for a long time, you know, five, yeah. six years. Wow. Um, and, and then that catches us up to today. And we finally... Well, like, no, we, missed so, a, we missed some oh, facts in there that 38, of course, started in Massachusetts. Yeah. Mm. Then Rhode Island was like, hey, we have all these incentives. Move to Rhode Island. They gave, give you they gave them of a $75 million loan to move to Rhode Island. Yeah. And so they were like, totally, we're coming. They went to Rhode Island. They took the money. And yeah. then behind the scenes over the last few months, things have been going very poorly on, in, the, in the accounting department. Yeah. So you know, they, they formed the studio five years ago. 
They work on these two games. They finally release one of them to to critical and commercial success. Yeah. And then um, two months later, they're they're over. They're it's uh, they're done. They lay off everybody. Yeah. So they, it's, they, it's they horrible crazy. horrible mismanagement is all I can imagine. They, right? yeah. they spent all their money and they were required to. One of the terms of their loan was they had to pay. I think it's five percent of the loan yep. back. <clears throat> and they you know they just didn't have the money. It ended up being like one point two million dollars, and they just they spent it all and didn't have it. Which and, I don't understand how they don't. How do you not know that that's coming? Like, <laughs> yeah. And the crazy thing is that now it, it apparently falls in the taxpayers of Rhode Island, which is crazy. Well, like, yeah, but that's like a drop in the bucket compared to like what that state budget's got to be like billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. But anyway, sure, sure. I, you know, but still, um, it's only 13 square miles. I think I, I really. Oh, thanks, Rand McNally. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, yeah, Yellowstone National Park is bigger than the state of Rhode Here Island. Here we go. True story. You do it some more Yellowstone facts. <laughs> um, so we don't know. You know, more details are going to continue yeah, to yeah, emerge. Over the like yeah. Someday this story will be told, and it'll be one of the. You know, it'll be one of the not not great stories, but one of it'll the, be fascinating. the fascinating Who, stories totally. of the video yeah. game. Industry. At what point did they know everything was going to hell? That's I know. the question. Like, yeah. right? I well, think. and it seems like it doesn't matter. Amalur could have done absolutely. You know, triple the gangbusters well, what, that it did. I, I mean, that. Goldfarb told me yesterday that it needed th- three million to break even. Well, that's yep. what. And that's what I was going to say is, again, we're going to get more details later. But right now, who sounds like the villain is uh, the, the governor of Rhode Island. Yep. That's Absolutely. Yes. Like. He, so they invested in this video game company not really knowing anything. Like he called Amalur a flop. Yeah, yeah, and that game sold 1.2 million copies as a new IP late in a console generation. Yeah, like that's, that's not a flop. Like that's, that's not actually, something we would consider a flop at all. Yeah. So it sounds like he had unrealistic and, expectations. And, well, and it sounds like you know he said, you know they were having discussions about whether to give them more money. Like you got to make a choice. Like do we double down or do we just just cut it off? And they chose to cut it off because they they made the determination that they didn't think Copernicus would ever, you know, which is a good call probably. Well. Yeah, I mean, they put out that footage I mean, last MMO, week. I mean, and not and that's I know that's stupid. I mean, those are huge. Don't well, bother writing the game scoop. But I'm saying they're not going to have this like, but it was an gajillion, M- gajillion crossover. Blah blah blah. It's like even Star Wars is having a hard time. Exactly, right? exactly. It's, like, it's an MMO yeah. that was created that was conceptually, you know, come up with at the height of World of Warcraft. Yeah, and that's just not. And then that's the not. Gra- I mean, like, look at it this way: World of Warcraft's out and it's doing great. Yeah. Then the greatest MMO of all time, DC Universe, comes out. It does pretty good. Yeah. Not w- great though. <laughs> The, mar- the bubbles popped. We got trouble. Yeah, it was bizarre. The governor, guess the governor held a press conference yesterday. Yeah, and he's talking about how much the game should have sold and calling it a failure. That's so weird. Like, it's it been weird. To have, yeah, the governor has been the driving force behind all this, bringing, dragging everything out into light. When they when they brought but, in the check, they didn't have any money in the bank. They were like, exactly. oh, well, by the way, we're returning this check. But that's what's so weird. Like this dude held a press conference. He's been making all these details public, but then every question during the Q and A, the press conference, he was like, "We can't comment on our employers or employees and the current situation." So I like, mean, I, yeah, I. The, I, I definitely definitely think there's enough blame to go around you know yeah. the the management of 38 defaulted on their loan payment which kicked this off and i'm like you knew for months and months and months that you were gonna have to make this loan payment like what um, did you think was gonna happen yeah like, the, the the only sorry just one more quick thing the interesting sure. thing to me is that um uh so the actual studio 38 studios has not technically filed bankruptcy yet they just they still do exist yeah so like who are the remaining employees like right, i guess Chilling. just Chilling. Yeah, right. just like, yeah. on top of that and we, we we haven't even mentioned Todd McFarlane how he was yeah. like involved in all this well, yeah and, and yeah. the yeah. other thing is that i think ea owns the ip because ea's statement was like uh, from their president was like oh we really appreciate the work that 38 studios did uh king of Zombler reckoning was an amazing game and we we hope there can be a sequel one day or something this like, is in a statement to in response a, to the layoffs yes that was their statement it oh, was and really i mean you look at it this way i mean like we just like, we're talking about the governor talking out his ass not understanding yeah. what a video game success is ea better than anyone understands what success is and i wouldn't i mean i don't know yeah. what's happening there i could easily see if ea is feeling generous oh sure everybody from 38 studios Come, we'll start a studio. There you go. Go work wherever, yeah. EA, Vancouver, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. And then they go that, or they pass it off to one of their other studios and they keep the name. Yeah. Because again, mm-hmm. as much as we're all, this is a big story for us right now. For what seventy percent of that one point three million, two million, they, they, they those copies they don't understand that what's happening right now. Yeah. If you put out another Kingdom of Zombie Reckoning, they're gonna go, oh, Kingdom of Zombie Reckoning too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now who the hell is this developer? Rebellion. I've never heard of them. <laughs> oh no, not rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> Well, wow. That was confidence, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Andrew Goldfarb, 10 minutes ago, couldn't hold on to that cup at my desk, and now he's shooting ice and coffee across I, the room. I had a vision of just ice coffee spill, like, just <laughs> exploding, exploding everywhere. <laughs> yeah. 
Sassy Goldfarb's coming up for Final Friday. That's true. He's here. He has arrived. Well, it's a sad, baffling story, but, uh, you know, hopefully the, the team that was laid off, they launched a, a, a good, successful game. So I have to imagine most of them will be, will be snatched up somewhere. Yeah. The coolest yep. thing about this, if there is a cool thing about this, is the reaction, I think, of the industry in the way of, holy yeah. shit, this game was awesome. This sucks that this is happening. There's a Google document right now circulating that has, all like what was it? Job. It's like 32 companies with over 2,000 jobs now yeah. Yeah. that they're calling. It's like if you hashtag Twitter 38 jobs, it's, you know, hey, go look at this so these people can land on their feet and try to find something, which is really, really a, a cool way to see people come together. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And even like Cliffy B has been tweeting out like individually at 38 Studios people like, hey, we're hiring. Like, I thought that was cool. Yeah. That's true. And so I saw, uh, sorry, Telltale Games did that yesterday too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did uh, my Xbox. Nice. Awesome. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, people should definitely read the details on IGN because there's a lot more than we can even get into here. There was crazy, like, information came out about the crazy bonuses that Salvatore and uh, McFarlane got. Just millions and millions of dollars. I don't think, do we have those them. details on IGN? I haven't seen those. Uh, they will be later today. Okay. By the time this posts. Yeah. Yeah. You bet this podcast in there. You'll be all set. And we'll be uh, uh, seeing get us at E3 in just a couple weeks. So. We are just going to laugh and laugh and laugh at him. <laughs> How you doing, you skinny fuck? <laughs> I'm not going to laugh at him. Well, I probably will, but not for this. Anymore. No. I'm gonna uh, I used to laugh hand. at him a lot. Also ongoing is this, activi- uh, this lawsuit between Activision and uh, Infinity Ward. Yep. Uh, as a result of which, we've gotten crazy details about Activision's deal with Bungie. Yes. And the new games that Bungie is making for Activision. Yeah. Well, that's what, what's so cool about this trial is, like, there all these documents are coming out. Like, number one, just the actual documents from the, the real trial revealed that, like, uh, Zampella and West would have made almost $26 million in bonuses, or more than $26 million the two, the in bonuses. bonuses. Yeah, yeah, $13 million each, which was crazy. But, yeah, as a, as a side effect of that, Activision had to make, like, all of their documents from 2010 public, and that was the year that Bungie signed a 10-year exclusive deal with them. So we got all these insane details about Destiny, which is their next shooter. It's multi-platform. Sounds cool. Like what kind of details, Andrew? <laughs> Some crazy ones, Justin. <laughs> um, the contract is crazy. Like, I mean, I don't know if we'll get into all of it here, but there's some, like... But they, like a trilogy of games. Uh, like, it's it's, oh, it's yeah. MMO, right? I'm sorry, yeah. It is MMO. No, there's a rumor that it was a first-person MMO, but that's, like, two years old. We don't know. Okay. Mm. But the only details in the contract... It's made for consoles. I can't... Uh, yeah. MMO seems... That's like a stretch, but the details in the contract are that there are four games, so it'll be 2013, 2015, 2017, 2019, and then in the off years, there are downloadable 2019. expansions. Yeah, I know. So, they put a ten-year plan. Where will we yep. be? I'll be dead. Yeah, Justin you will and I will be, be in the floating podcast room, <laughs> <laughs> Jetson style. Go far, uh, yep. And I'll be maintaining dome. your graves, <laughs> cleaning <laughs> off the dirt. Um, yeah, and then in the off years, in the even-numbered years, there will be downloadable expansions. And mm-hmm. the contract is so crazy because it goes into next-gen. So it's like they're contracted to develop for Xbox 720 and Xbox, or, uh, PlayStation 4 as well as PC. So yeah. all this stuff will be what's, on what's, multi-platform. What's funny to me about this are all just the little details in the contract yeah. about uh, they get a bonus if the game achieves you know 90% average review score or higher. You know, they get a several-million-dollar bonus. Uh, Bungie has this classic shooter franchise called Marathon, um, but only 5% of their staff is allowed to work on Marathon. Like, they're really specific about that. And if Destiny doesn't make, you know, however many millions of dollars, they can't release Marathon. If it doesn't hit $375 even if Marathon is completed, it can't be published. And, like, uh, just a lot of weird stuff like that. Who are the studios... So yeah, Epic, uh, oh, Valve, a, and Gearbox. Right. So the big thing about this contract that a lot of people are missing, I think, is they're like, why would Bungie sign this deal? They're locked into this crazy 10-year contract. But the answer is that they get to keep the Destiny intellectual property. So basically Activision is giving them money to build something that they still own at the end of the day. Like that's, that's, that's the reason why they would sign this contract is they can – if they want to do novels or you know, whatever they want to do, Bungie toys, owns. Yeah, toys. I want some Destiny toys, Damon. But here's yeah. the one thing. Like – Yes, they will own it, but so they're until 2018, they cannot develop any other yeah. shooters. They can only work on Destiny. And then, even if they make one in 2018, it's not allowed to be published until 2021. And then, <laughs> yeah. Activision gets first rights on it. Every at the end of every single clause in the whole contract, it's like Activision gets first rights. I mean, I think if you're first if you're, rights, rights, right? <laughs> if you're an independent studio, which Bungie is, um, even though they're huge, you know they're still an indie. Um, you know what what you want for yourself for that studio is security, right? You want to be secure, and everyone's jobs are secure, sure. and you have a plan. It's like a lot of these indie studios when they finish one project, and it's like oh, they really have to 
scramble and try to sell their next project to a to a publisher. So I, the Activision agreement is it's a little bit like man, they really they've been yeah. bungee over a barrel a little bit, but in some ways they're secure for the next ten years. Like, for sure, that's true. There are funny details though. Like my favorite details are. Every year, every Bungie employee can pick two Activision games to receive as a gift. Yeah. <laughs> That's in the contract. And, like, there's way funnier ones than that. There's, like, um, they have to report every Easter egg they put in before it's certified. And then, That's right. And right. then Activision has to report back to them in case they add any after that. Like, yeah, it, that's the weirdest thing. It's in the contract that you must give us a list of all Easter eggs you put in your game. So weird. Yeah, they really negotiate everything. There's like, and, and they're they're aiming for a teen rating, which yep. I thought was interesting because mm. every Halo game except for Halo Wars is uh, M rated. Yeah, yeah, but I always thought that Halo was a pretty soft M. Yeah, like for, they, I agree. It was that. a little. I always thought it was weird that they were M to begin with. Yeah, That's I mean they're not. They, they're, I mean, compared to like Gears of War or even Call of Duty, like it's, how many T rated first person shooters are there? I mean, like mm. something like where where the this the primary activity of the game is looking down your sights and shooting people yeah. in the face. So. I, I think I think Halo. You know, if it was Green Blood instead of Red Blood, it could have been T. I mean, that could be a, I could, I could see that. It's it's just not very violent. Like it's yeah. Yep. Anyway, I'm sure more interesting stuff will continue to come out of this yeah, lawsuit. It definitely will. Bonkers week. This video games industry, I tell you, Damon. I like something. Uh, you, we talked about XCOM being delayed. The f- it's two XCOM games coming out. The first person shooter keeps getting delayed. Yeah, and you won, uh, won some sort of a bet. Yeah, over. remember on GameCube we bet uh, uh, we bet me and uh, the chef money there yeah. uh, a pizza, I believe mm. that that XCOM would indeed get pushed back. Yeah. And it did again. And you were right, and then it got even got. I know, yeah, I was again. totally right. And it, but it, we were still. It was possible that it could happen because it was fiscal year that they were talking, mm-hmm. and then it got pushed back way to like 2013, possibly. Why would he have taken that bet? Because he, he was confident. He was mm. super confident that it was going to make it. Yeah, he's yeah. stupid. Now it might even come in 2014, which yeah. is insane. Or that, or maybe not at yeah, all. That's that's yeah. probably my bet at this I point. Agree. Yeah. Uh, but this other XCOM game, Enemy Unknown, yeah. is still coming out this year, uh-huh. and you recently played it, Greg. And it's good. Yeah, yeah. I like, like that's the thing. Uh, I've been poisoned, I think, on the XCOM because like mm. we've been talking about it for two and a half years, uh-huh. and I'm sick of talking about it because I didn't like the first person shooter demo we saw at IGN. I did, and, and then it disappeared. The it disappeared forever. No, that's fine. It disappeared forever. And then we keep talking about it getting late, and I was like, well, whatever. And then they announced another one, this Enemy Unknown thing, and I was like, whatever, I don't give a crap. And then I got signed up to see it at E3, and I went in there, or pre-E3, and I went in there, and I was like, oh, all right. And then I played it. It was awesome. It's and this, total, is, it's this total, is the tactical one, right? This is yeah. the four, yeah, you have a four-man squad, uh, you know, not top, a little, what is it, they call it, a three-fourths top-down, you know what isometric. I mean? A little, uh, isometric. there you go. And yeah, you, it's turn-based, like you a, a Valkyria Chronicles kind of thing, <laughs> move them around, shoot some aliens. You level the guys up. You get to name each one of your guys, yep. and then if death really dies. Did so you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name each one of you guys yeah, in the uh, game, exactly, and then exactly. I'll, have to, I'll have to level you up and change your costumes, and then, and then I'll make sure you don't die, and if you die, we'll have to have a little ceremony. <laughs> Justin will just be cannon fodder. Exactly. Justin, I yeah. will send out every time that I just don't get crap. <laughs> he names everyone he wants to kill Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Justin number 23. But no. Well, that's good, that's good fun, news. Yeah. because uh, So I, I did not play the original XCOM game, even though I know that I would love that game yeah. if, I, if, I, if I got the chance. I, yeah, it was one of those things I wasn't blown away by, like, the... Like, I, I say in my preview, like, I wasn't blown away by the way the characters looked. They look kind of generic-ish. Yeah, I'm not crazy about the art style. But that's I'm thinking... I, I mean, first off, I'm top-down most of the time, or isometric. And, uh, you know, if, as you, change, you do, as you level them up, get better armor and better gear. So I think it's just that I had the basic guys, and that's why it didn't look awesome. But mm. definitely exciting. It's really cool. And isn't there some weird? You can talk about whatever you want with this game, right? Uh, from what I've seen, okay. Yeah. But I mean, okay. There's so. no, there shouldn't be, yeah, to yeah. my knowledge, anything somebody's saying in the office that's embargoed. So uh, this is the trip. This is what we. This is our life yeah. right now, leading up to E3. So you, you know, you have the battle mode where it's turn based and yeah. you move your guys around. And it's all tactical. But isn't there some like overarching thing where you have access to like the world and there's some weird? Like, yes. Well, you go back when you go back to your base in between missions. Right. It's a shadow complex like map, like pulled out wherever. You, like you know, you have a base cut in half and you can see in all the different departments. Uh-huh. And you can go to research and to, yeah. oh, I want you working on this. Here's the, you know your resources get your new weapons and can't you choose like where like what hot zone you exactly go? you go to the situation room and they'll be like all right like my demo was all right damon i'm gonna break your heart here but to not for the aspects of the demo i had to choose uh, where to go and they told me i could only choose this one place so they took me to the situation room, and i'm like bad things are happening right now in shanghai and in kansas city missouri no <laughs> where do you want to go save you didn't I, save i had to they said i had to go to shanghai for the demo. so i had to let kansas city burn to the no. ground but I, yeah you when you're doing that and you pull back like you're it's basically like you know the united nations is like yeah. the overarching body so you see the level of fear in each 
country, and then they're like, you know, that's uh, awesome interest or uh, belief in the project. Like you're, you're ex, you know, you're excom force. Yeah. And so if I was to continue to ignore America and let their cities go away, they would eventually they'd give me less and less money, less and less resources. The populace would be super panicked, and then eventually they would just like, we're out. We're gonna deal with this on our yeah. own. You guys aren't you aren't catering to our needs. That's really hot. I really love little details like that, or like meta game details. Yeah, totally, like totally. That. And that's something that some companies like. Not that it's easy to do. Like it takes time, and you have to sure. think about it. But I wish companies would go that extra mile. And I think about like Blizzard. I played StarCraft two pretty casually, but like that's how that game works. You know, to to upgrade your shit and go to missions, you wander around your ship, like your capital ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's way cooler than just like picking a menu, picking a level from a right, menu. Right, like, right, right. Um, when you were talking about Kansas City burning, that reminded me of Tech nine. the only time I've ever cried in a movie theater. This is a weird story. <laughs> I've never told anyone this. Um, I'm, I'm glad you're choosing this moment. <laughs> was okay. So I snuck into Starship Troopers with one of my friends, <laughs> and there's that scene where he calls home, and his parents are like, "Oh, like Johnny, just come home. It's fine." And they're like, "Oh, what's that in the sky?" <laughs> and then their whole fucking town burned, and his parents died. Man, yeah. that I was like a, way too young to be seeing that movie, and that like <laughs> fucked me up pretty bad. I have three crying stories. That movie is so great. <laughs> have I ever told these on GameCube? I don't, I My don't crying know. Stories? I don't know. Number one was when I was a kid and I watched Harry and the Hendersons at home. <laughs> That's really when John, cool. When yes. John Lithgow slaps no. Harry and tells him to leave. We all agree. We all It was for sure. Niagara Falls for everybody totally. that sees that movie. I bought as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Then the first was the one on a date? No, I was out with friends. Oh, okay. But I it, I was too old to be crying. It was Independence Day <laughs> <laughs> when the first lady passes away and uh, Bill Pullman comes out and he's mm. like, "Is mommy?" And the girl's like, "Is mommy sleeping?" He's like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, then, wait, 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 wait! I want to I want to go back to what year did Independence Day come out? I don't know. Ninety four, right? I'm trying to figure out how old you were. Four ninety two thousand seven. Around uh, I don't recall. I, I'm, not, I'm bad at that. Were you like 15 or 16? I, I don't think I, I wasn't in high school yet because I went with a grade school friend. We were probably mm. like seventh, eighth, maybe sixth grade, somewhere okay. in there. Now, the one that I for sure should not have cried at was for sure too old. And this is really a bad one. It, I was at home. This is during high school for sure. At home on like a Friday night watching Extreme Ghostbusters. <laughs> and at one point they go into the containment unit and Slimer gets possessed by a, uh, another ghost in there and bites into Eduardo's uh, oxygen tank and he dies in there. Oh, and that made me cry. No, it was I mean, a touching scene. At, at, at home, I definitely I cried during that Futurama episode, Jurassic Bark. Well, that's sure. fucking brutal. Yeah. I don't, I don't know and, that one. The, no, that's the one with the dog where he waits, he waits for Fry yeah, forever because he's getting into mm. the future. And then um, the series finale of Six Feet Under cried like a fucking baby. Best series finale of all time. I haven't seen him. So good. Mm. I, 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 I sure, it's very good. I prefer The Shield, but sure. Well, yeah, also an amazing series finale. I gotta watch that too. Yeah. I, get yeah. more, I get more misty eyed during like happy scenes, like during uh, where we were. War- <laughs> Jesus, I can't speak. <laughs> Zena War- <laughs> yes. you No, know, my wife and I are rewatching Lost. Is the sentence I was ah, trying to speak. Uh, and, just stop uh, before the end. No, no, but like uh, like the sad Mm -hmm. scenes, I'm never like misty eyed. But like if it's like a happy, like a reunion, like Jin and Son are finally like seeing each other again for the first time in years, and like moments like that, I'm like, I'm very, I'm sentimental. I got sentimental during The Office when Pam and Jim finally got married. Exactly, which should have been the finale of the series. Yes, hands down. See, I liked it when when Michael left. I thought that was good. That was handled very well. That should that one moment was handled well. But again, the lead up to it, it was just like so flat of just like that whole. And the that show one. now is a fucking there's ended. I, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Like, it is I so. Think, well, they are in it, right? They take, are in it. Take it out back no, and shoot it. They just renewed it. Like, oh, I thought they were in it. No, that show's going to go on until 2097. There was rumor. Yeah, Kelly left, yeah. and then there was rumors that they were going to reboot it and basically take everybody out like Scrubs and bring in new people. Because that like, worked Dwight so well for Scrubs. <laughs> Has that ever worked in the history of time? Um, no, Stay by the Bell. The new class went on for a while, but it had Screech. True. Well, yeah. I'm saying you still have some. You still have some. Touchstone. It, it'll be like, yeah, it'll be like Screech a, onto the office. Yeah. <laughs> the new Remember that story about somebody trying to steal Screech's PSP? <laughs> yeah. I wrote that yeah. news story for IGN. <laughs> So good. I remember he, he had a quote story. of something like, "No one steals the D man's games" or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God and then it. he made a porn. <clears throat> I didn't see that. I don't. I don't think I need to see. That. You don't need to see that, probably. Justin and I watch it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Our last uh, news story this week is uh, th- today uh, a Zone of the Enders sequel has apparently been confirmed by, uh, by Kojima. Not terribly interesting news to me, but the thing that, that stood out to me is that it apparently has the, the code name Enders Project, <laughs> which is like a code name means it's supposed to be in code, yeah. like undecipherable and secret. What could Enders Project possibly be? I know. I feel like that had to be, because this is translated from a Japanese report, I feel like maybe that had to be like... Yeah. Maybe that's the wrong word. Yeah, maybe That's for not sure. what they actually meant. Yeah. I can uh, see that. Here's the thing. Don't I, I was never a Zone of Enders fan. Yeah. But I, I respect the franchise fine. I can't I don't understand why people are so excited about this. They announced I don't, see, I don't the know zone, they are. They announced uh, Mark Ryan. Yeah, is. Mark yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw Adam Seltzer tweeting about it. It's he like, has very niche yeah. true, taste. True. But I mean they announced the Zone of Enders H D collection at E three last year and we've heard nothing about it. Yeah. They tried well, to make Metal Gear Solid Rising, and it totally exploded in their fit. Like, why? I don't. Like, I. Everybody knows from GameScoop. I love Metal Gear Solid the series, and like, I am so over everything right now from Kojima and uh, Konami. Like, fucking make the game. Stop I, talking about them and do something. I agree. They're transferring. To be fair, <laughs> they're transferring all the data. To be fair, this announcement actually came from an event. About the HD collection, okay. so so they announced the release date and all that shit in Japan. Oh, oh just yeah. for Japan, yeah. though. So it just, yeah. it just they just added this extra detail. Okay, well, but again, I mean, though, yeah. I mean, here's, R- here's my prediction. Mess, but I'm a year and a half yeah. from now, I'm still gonna be talking about. Yeah. It. Oh man, yep. can't believe Zone of the Enders Two is happening. Yeah, I agree. They announced the three. It's three. The right? freaking trophy yeah, icons. Three. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway. I think the real lesson here is that if Mark Ryan wishes for something to happen badly enough, then he basically wills it into being. I think mm, okay. that's true. So look for Krusty Demons 2 next year. Uh, is he a fan of Krusty Demons? Yes. He tweeted that this morning. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. This is Leon. He says... Kennedy? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> he says, hello there. You can take care of this dumb blonde. <laughs> president's daughter i was i was thinking the guy from curb your enthusiasm oh me too it's so funny that you said that yeah okay. jb smooth guy's the best i don't know who that is and i watch curb i just don't know who this he's the guy who moves in with larry and cheryl oh okay caught yeah. him. i haven't watched curb in a long time is that still show still going yes yeah. well every year it's the final season then they renew it so okay. it was like everyone thought it was gonna end with the seinfeld season yeah. and then they renewed it and they'll probably do it again <laughs> is it still good yeah, I was in last season. Look out for me in Ricky Gervais's scene. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, last season was awesome. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, it was in New like York. It was awesome. Michael J. Fox is a great New Yorker. <laughs> He's trying to put Parkinson's on a business. I'm throwing you out of town. <laughs> yeah, and the bowing scene with the Chinese restaurant. Yeah, okay, so okay, good. Okay, All right, okay. let's. I'm sorry. Let's, you watch Boardwalk? Oh yeah, oh, Boardwalk. Oh, Boardwalk. So good. Yeah, yeah. I've, I'm just watching Boardwalk now. So. Oh really? Yeah. Ooh, it's great. Are yeah. you in season one or two? One. Okay. Almost wow. ready to finish season one. I hate it when you do this to me. I know. There's so much I want to talk to you about. I, yeah. I, decide, I was telling Andrew this morning, I love the sniper guy. He's, he's, he's so good. He's awesome. I love that character. Totally amazing. Anyway, Leon says, hello there, masters of IGN. I'm a longtime listener to Gamescube. I just want to know how I could meet you guys. I'm guessing that showing up in front of IGN on a random day yes. isn't going to work. Don't do that. Please let me know of in, any incoming opportunities. I live in Arkansas, but that won't be a problem. I will pay for a ticket and fly out as far as I... Whatever. Anyway, Greg, how can you come meet us? You have many ways. I'm going to break in the GameScoop. i got to get the short URL here. Yeah. We, on first, uh, the first Friday of every month, we yes. have a thing called First Fridays, where you come and you tour the office. You get a guy to tour of every department. You get free Pachise pizza. You come in the podcast room. You see the studio. There's a Q&A at the end with editors and other people from other departments. You can look in the podcast room while Justin records his podcast and stare at him. That's that how it's the, been the last several weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh, Up at Noon records every Thursday in front of a live mm-hmm, studio mm-hmm. audience. You can come to that. That URL is You just make it a long weekend and come for both. Exactly. Yeah, plan that. Go.IGN.com slash Up at Noon. Let me dig up the first Friday one. And then on Saturdays, I host a hug party where you can come hug me. <laughs> in, in, in your apartment. Yeah. In my Nobody bed. Nobody has ever come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The other one, obviously, is that we we try to have. I mean, it's going to change every time, but we have a presence at Comic Con, at PAX, at mm-hmm. uh, yeah. There's one I'm forgetting. Oh, New York Comic Con. That's going to be my Comic-Con. suggestion: PAX. is find you know find a conference that's open to the public, so you can go have a bunch of fun, you know, seeing non IGN stuff, and then hang out with us too. Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on. Come, come to PAX or come to Comic Con or. Oh, that's a shitty. That's what Greg just said. Here's the easiest. I'm going to tell you. I'll read off the real. I'll read off the link. But if you just Google IGN First Friday, yeah. there's a Facebook post that pops up that has photos, and then at the bottom it's got this short link: go.ign.com slash <laughs> l1jldx. <laughs> maybe it might, get, there might be a go.ign.com for. How Friday. could you not remember that? Yeah, maybe we can get that fixed. All right. This is Daniel Montez. That's a good name. 
He says, I'm writing to ask if there's ever been a licensed track in a game you've played and immediately had to go and find out who it was and buy it. The most recent one for me was M4 by the Fonts at the end of Mass Effect 1. Mm. Mine was, uh, mm. there's this song called, I'm not going to remember, there's a song called New York Minute by some Canadian band that was in like one random year of FIFA that my roommate played every day for so long, and then when I didn't live with him anymore, it would be in my head, and then I had to track it down and download it. Yeah, I've always thought the SSX games had really, yes. really good music, yeah. and I discovered lots of, uh, you know, sort of indie or like I listen. I don't listen to it so much anymore, but a lot of like sort of punk type music. Um, punk type music. Punk type. So I always discover great music through the Grand Theft Auto games. Mm, yes, the radio stations yes, yes, always yes, have yes, amazing yes. music. Every yeah. every Grand Theft Auto game I found really good music through. And then that same thing happened to me with Saints Row the Third last year. That had a great soundtrack as well. I will say that Grand Theft Auto, because I used to listen to a lot of Kanye West, and then when Flashing Lights was in Grand yeah, Theft Auto, too. I couldn't listen to it anymore because I heard it every fucking day I, I did for it, so long. I did it backwards. Like I already listened to Kanye a lot, and then it was in GTA, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I really liked, and I like DJ Atomica and SSX too. Mm. The new SSX has an awesome soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It, it really does. Yeah. This is Casey Gibbons. It says, I have a question concerning Diablo 3. Diablo. I think only Justin in here is playing it. But okay. I, I plan. Oh, great. great I first started. I got a level 7, 8, something like that. Yeah, we, really? we, we quested together yeah, briefly. We did. We wow. Did. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I've been, I've been doing so many Vita reviews, I haven't been able to actually put the time in. You're just turning up everywhere. You turned up in Ironside this morning? I did. <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> that coffee shop. You never shop. know where I'll be next. Right across Diablo the street from the, the office. The no. shop across the street my desk. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mitch, Mitch and I were there having a conversation, and I turned around, and Greg popped up. But he had already been there. It was weird. It was weird. Sorry, continue about Diablo. <laughs> Casey says, I am a console gamer. I prefer consoles, so I want to know if you think Diablo will come on Xbox 360 anytime uh, soon. Uh, no. I want to play so badly, but I want oh. to know if I should just buy a graphics card and it for the PC or if I should wait. So Blizzard originally said that they were trying, you know, they... We they, know that they're at least, like, experimenting with They were with working it. with it and wanting to, to do it. it I would be, despite what Blizzard says, I would be very surprised if that game came to consoles. Yeah, I, especially soon. Like, a, I mean, exactly. it could soon. eventually. It's not going to be a soon. A Diablo game will come to consoles, but it I do not think it will be soon. Oh, I don't even know. But I, don't, I don't even know that I agree. Well, that it, this yeah. is Dude. my lock of the week. So take yeah. it to the bank. Really? I will, I will bet you a pizza on that, but okay. we need to set some terms. Yeah, that's but the problem. You, you should know, times, Justin, right? this gen. How about no, that? No, no I refuse to take oh, that Oh, fuck. Back. Like, what? What's the bet then? Like, what, a, the next, a year from now, it's next gen. What do we within care? Within the next decade? Like, <laughs> you should know that they have hired. <laughs> Just <to> everybody. <laughs> okay. they, did, they did hire people. On, like, they, they did. had job listings up. Like, there are people theoretically working on. Full time working on a console adaptation of Diablo. It's just that it's been years sure. already. So, so the second half of this question is, uh, it, you know, my suggestion would be unless you want to play it, uh, Torch Light. Yeah, so you can get that's right. You can get Torch Light on XBLA. So I've Ray. been playing Torch Light while you fools have been playing Diablo, <laughs> and I've been having a blast. That game is awesome. Torch Light is, and I, I'm sure it's just like the poor man's Diablo, but it's still it's very very good. Torch Light is super super good. You're right. Um, I, but what I was gonna say was uh, Blizzard does a very very good job, especially compared to a lot of their PC developers, of making their stuff scale really well. So um, even if you have an old computer, you know, look up the specs. There's a good chance that you won't need to do like crazy graphics card and like it runs on my laptop. I'm playing Diablo on a laptop. So this is Justin Hamilton. Are you guys brothers? <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Justin. I'm a 16-year-old gamer from Missouri. Yay! Yeah. Justin, remember, Greg did not want to save your hometown. Midwest well, yeah, trip, I, no, you know, Kansas City. Kansas, we don't lose anything at Kansas City. Nah. Kansas City would be like, oh, man, Gates Barbecue's gone. Nothing. No more Minsky's Pizza. A shame. <laughs> I look forward to your podcast every week. Here are my questions. When you were 16, what was your favorite video game, movie, and album? Oh, my God. How have they changed? Mine are Portal 2, The Dark Knight, and Nirvana's Nevermind. Those were mine, too, when I was 16. Yes. I mean, it's interesting. Nirvana's Nevermind very well could have been my favorite (laughs) album when I was 16. I am interested in seeing how you guys have changed over the years. So I was 16 in 1994. So I don't know what my favorite game of all time was then, but that's the year that Super Metroid came out. Boom! And that's definitely one of my favorite games. That's a, that's also the year that Pulp Fiction came out, which started my. 1994 was a crazy movie year. Yeah, yeah, that was the year of the crazy Oscars, where like every single one of them should have won. It was like Four Weddings and Funeral. It was uh, Shawshank Redemption, Pulp Fiction. Mm. That was like the best. Sorry, I'm gonna shut up. But yeah, good year. And then my favorite record around that time didn't come out that year, but it's probably Faith No More's Angel Dust. It came out a couple years before So, that. Justin, I'm going to tell you, you think when you're 16, oh, I'm very young, everything's going to change. But the truth is, I 
like my favorite game and favorite album and a lot of that stuff like you're already becoming the person you're going to be for the rest of your life so um my favorite game is still super metroid and it was when i was 16 what was the other one album well my favorite album at the time was dookie and so i can't i can't really claim <laughs> claim that that's that's true anymore that wouldn't be that crazy if it so were i mean is that true like it, it's uh, a, a a great important album when you were 16 yeah so you were 16 in 2003 no what? Dookie was not 2003. No, I know, I know, but I'm saying... So you're not even right to begin with. Dookie came out when I was probably number? about 12. That, Dookie came out sometime in the 90s, but I'm just saying you were 16. I, I, I'm just saying I thought you were later than that. I, I, Sorry. I thank you for, thank you for derailing the I was the 16 in 1999. Um, yeah, I don't th- I'm with Justin, I guess. like My favorite game was probably still... Metal Gear Solid. If it, I, I was already playing that, right? That would have. I would have been playing that. Metal Around Gear Solid then, was out by yeah. then. And uh, Pinkerton was probably my favorite album. Yeah, Still that's a good choice. My favorite movie at the mo- time might have been Mallrats. It went back and forth between Mallrats and Ghostbusters for a long time. Yeah, I didn't have a favorite movie until Fight Club came out, and that was my first like favorite movie. But I think I was like seventeen, maybe seventeen or eighteen. So, Greg, you noticed on the Amber today, Rochelle posted a photo about Pablo that had to do with Ghostbusters. No, I haven't gotten to, to Amber, but yet. her what she wrote under the photo was. Who you going to call? <laughs> um, what you didn't let Andrew answer? Oh, I'm sorry. He doesn't understand I, the question. I, 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 I was 16, so I was 16 in 2003, so I was way over Dookie by then. Um, <laughs> Fucking okay, you, you were born. No, that's that's you give I, your answer then. Like that was no, I, 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 I honestly no, I honestly don't remember. Um, I don't know. One of my definitive. I'm gonna pass right, and I'll post insight. it on Twitter later. <laughs> I have my definitive memory of I, I 16. I had a car. I got to drive for the yeah. first time, so I drive back and forth to high school. And I remember. I always think of when I hear uh, a Blink 182 song. Listening to Blink 182 on my little disc man in my car, yeah. on my way with the windows down in spring to go play one of the SmackDown games because it was like I just gotten in. I would that would be my thing every day, like driving home, so ready to fucking play wrestling games. That's a good point. I listened to a lot of Andrew WK in high school. Yeah. Now I was never a Blink 182 fan, but I know that they had an album that had a hot girl on the cover. A hot yeah, that blonde. was the first yeah. one. Anima, Anima the State. State. And then, did you see recently making the rounds? Was yeah. that girl today? Yeah, oh, she's no. like, oh, she's like <laughs> tattoos all over her neck, oh, and she yeah, looks terrible. She, yeah. It, the years have not been kind. <laughs> I, saw, yeah. I saw a similar picture, but it was the woman that starred in Top Gun and Tom Cruise. And yeah. it was today. Oh, it's yeah, crazy. She looks like an old lady. And yeah. he looks, he's, and he yeah. looks and very similar. And Val Kilmer looks like he ate Val Kilmer. Like Val, <laughs> Val Kilmer is like twice as big as he was, yeah. and that lady looks really old, and Tom Cruise looks the same. Yeah, but like, Val Kilmer is still awesome, even though he's yeah, heavy. Oh, of course. So. He's crazy. Sure. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's actually a good point. I guess I probably was listening like Blink-182, Newfound Glory, that kind of shit. yeah. Uh, Justin says, I'm also interested in Greg's wing recipe. Okay. In the last podcast, Beyond, he talked about how it was the first thing he made after picking up groceries. Yeah. So you get the wings. You get, get a thing of wings. I get Foster Farms wings, but any wings will do. If I'm feeling crazy, I'll go to Andronico's because they, they have really good produce. Uh-huh. Not produce. Good uh-huh. meats. Yep. So you get the wings. You, you, then you need to get a teaspoon of salt, a tablespoon of vegetable oil. You put the wings in a bowl. You Can they eyeball those, those amounts? Okay? I use, I, yeah, pretty much. Whatever yeah. you want. I don't care. And then you, you, do, you preheat the oven to 420. It's usually what you do, 425. I like them crispy, so I go 435. Uh, line a baking sheet with tinfoil, spray it with Pam, or whatever your choice is. Uh, you, put, you mix the salt, the wings, the veggie oil. Then you have a cup of flour in a plastic bag. Dump the wings into the plastic bag. Shake them up to cover them with the flour. Open the bag. Excess, you know, Knock off the excess flour. Put them on the baking sheet. Put them in for 20 minutes at 4.35. At 20 minutes, you pull them out, flip them over. I can't believe you have all this memorized. I, don't Put them, I, make it so, I made it last <laughs> night, Damon. <laughs> and that's the second time this week. Put it back in for another 20 minutes on the other side. Uh, pull them out. They'll be golden and brown and delicious. And then uh, toss them in your favorite wing sauce. Is that the recipe you used at the Walking Dead party? A lot of it is, yeah. Oh, and so they're very your, good. Yeah. What's your wing it? sauce of choice? So give me, a, give me a couple options. I want like the mass market. You can buy this at any Frank's supermarket. Frank's Red Okay. Frank Red Hot. And then do you have like a special uh, I like I do have some uh private reserves from Missouri, the okay. CJ's uh right. CJ's Hot Wings on Twitter. Uh I, I I love their sauce, so I have that in the fridge that I'll mix in sometimes with the Franks. For, for, if it's a special night. Exactly. If Greg's feeling if a I little want, down. If, right now I'm down to just my hot the super hot. So oh. I only I put a little, a little bit in in the Franks and mix that up if I feel like a hot a hot hot wing. We have a there's a taco dip that I really really love to make, but you have to make it with uh, a packet of Fiesta Ranch. Uh it's meant for like dressing, but if you mix it with sour cream it makes sure, a good sure. taco dip but you can't like i don't think they sell it anymore and so i'm like oh, starting to pan- i'm sucks. starting to panic like i don't know i'm thinking about like going 
going on Amazon and like buying like a hundred pack yeah. of them. Then I'll just deal. isn't that isn't that weird how you can go on Amazon and buy things they don't make anymore? Like are they just sitting in a warehouse? Well, like are you, they safe to eat? You could like over, uh, yeah. eventually you won't be able to buy them on Amazon. And yeah. I'm assuming like, Amazon has discontinued Pop Tart flavors that they haven't <laughs> made since like 2009. And I'm like, do I want to order this? Like yes. that's gross. No, it's yes. pretty great. Like if you just want an NES controller, yeah, you can get it on Amazon for like five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> what did we do before Amazon? God, I it's crazy. I know. Uh, this is Nick it says uh, a few weeks ago you were asked about what are good open world games. This is a follow up question. Mm-hmm. Which game would you recommend? Just Cause Two or GTA Four? Interesting. It depends. So what what kind of yeah. world do you want? Do you want a more realistic one or a more fucking batshit crazy blow everything up and have fun doing yeah. that? That's, that's it depends on how guided to. you want your experience to be. GTA 4 is an open world, but really, it's kind of linear. Like, you go sure. from mission to mission. Go and, to there. Uh, go to there. It's, it's just telling a story. It's story-driven. Just Cause is not really telling a story. You're just blowing up this island, and it's great. Cause it's chaos it's, on it's, the island. It's great, great fun. Uh, for my money, I, I enjoy Just Cause 2 a lot more than yeah. GTA 4. But. I want to get back to Just See, Cause. See, I'm the other side. Yeah. So I, I wanted the story, and I like the narrative, so I'd say GTA. Mm. But I don't think you can go wrong with either one. Yeah. You get full full frontal male nudity in GTA. Yes. Not, only the, if you do the DLC. That's, yeah, the DLC, right. Right. that's Battle Gate Tony, right? Yeah. No. It's in the first one. No, it's, yeah, it's in Lost in the Damned. Yeah. Oh, oh, Which is awesome. Lost in the Damned's great. Yeah. yeah. I thought both of those DLC episodes were fun. I can never get through Gate Tony for some reason. I, I kept, I kept puttering out. See, it's weird for me because I'm bad at open world games. Like, I fucking love open world games, but I never do missions. I just drive around. But that's I'm not bad so, I'm so excited for Spider-Man. Like, I just can't wait. Ah, well, Spider-Man will be, it won't be super, super open world, I bet. It, I mean, we've played it, and we know there's missions around there, but it's not going to be like... If I, I doubt could, it's going to be like, swing around for it, three hours. And you saw what I did? You, you saw how I played for it. All I wanted to do was swing around for like ten hours. That's all I did for Spider-Man 2. So good. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> our preview for Spider-Man goes up on the Monday of E3. So mm. look for it then. There's an Up at Noon episode that will have a lot of exclusive content too. YouTube.com slash start. There you go. This is Tim. Hey, Tim. He asks, what browsers do the Scoop crew use? I use Mozilla Firefox. Google Chrome. Chrome. Yeah, I use Chrome at home. In the office, I use Firefox because Chrome kept crashing for some reason on I my use, work computer. I use Firefox in the office and uh, what's the... Um, Safari? Yes. Safari. <laughs> oh, I that's used, true. I use Safari oh, sometimes at home. I used to use Safari, but then I, I converted to Chrome. Never going back. I love Chrome. Chrome I is probably so use, awesome. I should probably yeah. use Chrome. Chrome fun. is generally faster and there's really cool plugins and stuff. It just for some reason, my work computer, Chrome crashes with any Flash content and it's like really frustrating. So you know how Colin's like totally a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. and everything else mm-hmm. and he hates like how Google has information on everybody or whatever. I, when I got when I installed the game PC and finally had it up and running for the first time at home, I installed Chrome on it and he was in the room and I opened up Chrome for the first time and I logged in and then it remembered all my bookmarks from here and all my passwords from here and I was like, Colin, look, this is amazing. He's like, this is the problem <laughs> this isn't cool at all and that's all your information on a cloud <laughs> i was like i like that thanks google here's my blood type <laughs> our final question this week comes from josh barry uh who asks i was just wondering what are your opinions on sleeping in the nude i know how certain things gross you out like taking drinks in the bathroom but i feel i think it feels so good to get into a cool bed and just your bare skin i, I do not like sleeping in the nude myself so even if it's like Sexy time. I, I like. I got to put my undies back on after that. Gotcha. No, I'm a. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I don't know. Is this weird to talk about? No. No. Only if I make it weird. No. I don't know. I don't. I don't have any. Uh, yes, that is how I sleep. It, nice. And it doesn't matter. It can be like the dead of winter. Doesn't matter. Oh, see, that's interesting. Because like, if it's really hot out, I'll sleep in just boxers or whatever. I don't think I could go full nude. Yeah, I just don't. I don't, yeah. I don't like it. For, I don't know great, why, but I don't like once it. Once in a great while, I'll do it. Oh yeah. man, it's so good. <laughs> I completely. What was his name? Josh. Yeah, I know that feel, bro. So <laughs> there was a kid I, I knew in college who his roommate like insisted upon sleeping nude. And well, it, that's it, weird, right? Weird, like, weird. I, it was like a really bad situation. Like he had to go to the RA about it. Whatever. Yeah, like obviously, uh, if you know my parents are in town and they're like you know sleeping in the living room, no, like sure, then, sure, then, sure, then, sure, yeah, clothes on. But like you know, yeah. once in college, I was sleeping in the nude, and our house got broken into. And so then I had to get up and try to put pants on and stuff, and then my other roommate ran out there, but I wasn't dressed yet. So, like, I heard him yelling at the people, so I just sh- shook my door really hard to, like, show, <laughs> show support that I was coming. There was help coming. You ha- wait, so 
now more on this. Story. I know that's like that's kind of a big deal. Oh, people I mean, breaking like, into your house. Well, we lived in the Antler House. Uh, in Antlers, if you haven't been following Game Scoop, this crazy, basically Animal House. We lived in Animal House, uh, but we weren't a frat. But we were like that loose affiliation of, of groups like frats, where we had the keggers every weekend and everybody knew our house and blah blah blah. So, but we were to the point of like we were so used to like it was an Antler House for this group of like thirty dudes. So people would come over all the time, and seven people lived in the house anyway. So we never locked the doors. Like we just never locked them. And one time. We'd thrown a party the week before, and these guys had come through, I guess, this frat at uh, Mizzou, and they had kind of, like, cased the thing. They noticed we had a kegerator, so we always had beer and stuff and all this other shit. So we, I was asleep, and I had a girl over, and so yeah. I yeah, – yeah, yeah. But we had just gone to bed, and, like – but it was, like, I was, we, I was the last person awake on our floor, and I, we went to bed. And so I heard the door open and close, and then I heard whispers, and no lights came on. Mm. And I was like, fuck, something's wrong. And so I, and I got out of bed, and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, don't worry. So somebody's here they're not supposed to be here I'm gonna, I'm gonna handle it exactly and so I'm trying to find my clothes in the dark so I didn't alert them yet that I was alert and then I heard my roommate come out and just go what the fuck are you doing <laughs> and they just all went whoa and then I started boom, 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 because they were trying to steal our keg that's what their whole thing they'd gone in and they had like this keg of beer and then they tried to run to my room because they were so disoriented on where they were and that's when I shook the door they threw the keg on the ground Each, they all ran out in different directions and then we started locking the doors. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably a good tip anyway. I have your antlers hoodie. You do? Yeah. Oh, I forgot I'm about sorry. that. Yeah, yeah no, I, I got to give it back okay. to you. I washed it because oh. that's what you do when you borrow something. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. I didn't go like – I went 90% of the way there. Right. But didn't go the final 10% yeah. of actually giving it back. Yeah. Well, that's all the scoops we have for you this week. It's a long holiday weekend here in the U.S., so if, uh, all of our U.S. listeners enjoy the long holiday weekend. All of our international listeners enjoy Suck the, it. Enjoy the enjoy regular your weekend. Enjoy work week. Vacation, don't know Vacation, I don't know. It comes before getaway. Holiday getaway. Holiday getaway. That's what we're going to do. I leave you this week with a song called Go by Dirt Monkey and Step Tech. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Andrew. My name is Damon. This is IGN GameScoop, and we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.